Hello and welcome to the Press Start podcast. My name is Shane and I'm here with Ash. Hello. So it's a brand new podcast, um, all based around video games. Both me and Ash are avid gamers and have been for, well, for me, 30 plus years for you, Ash. Uh, at least 20, probably 25, I'd say. So avid gamers for a long time, aren't we? And we, we just, we're starting this project, Press Start. Um, just basically delivering news, reviews, videos, even walkthroughs. And we aim to just deliver a community, everything gaming, um, giving our views and uh, and building a good gaming community. Um, all else that Ash have missed? Uh, no, I think obviously when we started the press start thing, obviously we've gone through ventures before and... This, this just felt different, didn't it? This was the one that we were going to sort of really yeah. push. We've got this idea in our mind of obviously producing a nice, clean video game community with news and reviews, and that obviously this podcast is something that we were very keen on from the beginning. And uh, yeah, so far, I think the we're website, I mean, in a the good website place. Is, yeah, the website is currently under construction, um, so it's kind of on and offline at the moment. But again... Like Ash was just saying, it's more of a clean, you know, you go onto so many gaming websites these days and it, it can be a bit littered and where, where you've got to go. We want to negate that and we just want to make it easy, accessible and friendly. Right, so before we begin today's episode, we would like to say a quick thank you to the sponsor of our very first episode today, Overlord Industries. They're an independent apparel brand featuring a wide range of designs, including Nordic, parrot card and quote designs as well as some less pc designs in a wide range of clothing such as t-shirts hoodies vests and much more it's also worth noting that overlord industries are currently recruiting for some new brand ambassadors and as part of that partnership you'll bag yourself a massively generous 50 percent discount to all new ambassadors they've also recently opened a new discord channel and to offer a community reach to their brand and their ambassadors you can join them by visiting their Instagram at overlord.industries and something exciting is also coming very soon from Overlord Industries which is their brand new Star Wars range and we will give you more details about this range in a future episode of the Press Start podcast. Finally, you can keep up to date with all their new products on their website at overlordindustries.co.uk Great, yep, so as Ash was saying there they have a brand new Star Wars range uh, coming, we don't know the exact date we will release it. I have seen the designs myself. Um, there is a Boba Fett, there's a Darth Vader, there's a Yoda, um, which all ties in and is, is partly inspired by the launch of Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga this week. So a beautiful tie in there. And I promise you it's a really good range and we will keep you up to date. And obviously it's on both of our playlists as well. So we will have a review in very soon to the website as well um so yeah yep. there's, there's plenty of star wars going on yeah yeah and so, uh, and with that said with that said another star wars thing we're thinking may the fourth but a bit of news that we broke was the lightsabers are coming back to Fortnite. so it's all are, very star yeah, wars it's all i think may and this sort of time of year is slowly becoming like a star wars sort of time of year isn't it yeah yeah it's great love it so, moving on from that, um, we're going to just sort of open up a little bit about what today's episode is going to be about. Um, this is a topic that 
we've discussed many, many times just like this, just in a party chat, uh, discussing video games. And it's basically the fact that too many video games nowadays can launch in a bad state. Uh, they can launch where it's visibly clear from the very beginning it's not ready or, you know, they've launched it in a state that it's almost unplayable. Uh, some of these games in recent years, you've got things like Cyberpunk, which was an absolute train wreck on the last generation. Um, a couple of years back now, uh, actually probably five or six years ago now, you had No Man's Sky, which was one of the worst rated games in history when it launched. Um, and most recently, only a couple of weeks back now, was Crossfire X, which I had a couple of games on, and let's just say it didn't end very well. Um, moving on from, obviously, the negatives, we've also got some positives in the way that some studios will take the time to delay a game in order to polish it up. Some of the more recent, including Halo Infinite, uh, Ubisoft with their Assassin's Creed, giving it a delay. Obviously, we now know that after this year's Call of Duty, that title series, for the first time in its history, is going to get a lengthy delay between games. Um, and obviously, the news broke just yesterday on Wednesday that Two Point Campus is also going to be delayed by another couple of months. Um, Got to. Yeah, that is one that I think when both of us, big simulator fans, we were quite looking yeah. forward to that. Um but all of that, obviously, all these games and the, the goods and the bads, we will discuss in a little bit more detail coming up. Um, and one game that's very much stuck in the middle of this is WWE 2K22. Which we're both recently playing. We did. And, <clears throat> and it was... It, it, I, think that's, I think that's where you can see the ballpark, can't you, for other games. Is yes. What it was before, two years ago, and the absolute train wreck that game was. Yeah. Um. To what to what we played now, and we, which we would say is massively improved, isn't it? And it's a it's a good experience to play. It is. It's. I mean, we like like you've just said. Obviously, we've played WWE 2K20, which that was notoriously a bad game. Um, to the point that people said, like the likes of Cyberpunk, how can a game launch in such a bad state? The bugs were horrendous to the point that they're actually quite funny. Um. And, you know, 2K held their hands up, as most of these studios do do once they get called out. And But is that said, too late? Uh, yeah, that's exactly, because I think. I, yeah, I think, I think the, the thing is, is if, if a game, you know, is released and, and you always get bugs within the code or whatever, and if it's tiny little ones and you, and, and you can sit there and you can think, well, I can understand how they've missed that. You yeah. know, doing that many beta tests or doing, you know, having this many people play it and trial it, you might not have noticed that. But, I mean, Cyberpunk and WWE 2K20, there is no way that that just happened after beta testing and no. into launch. The, these games... That, to me, says the developers did not test it. No, these games are launching knowing full well that the games aren't ready. Now, like we've said, obviously some studios take action in that and postponing it as... 343 did with Halo Infinite. They pushed it back an entire year. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's just one of them things, as obviously 2K did say, we're not going to release a 21. We're going to push it back. We're going to do a two-year development on 2K22. And that extra time has shown what, you know, two years the of difference. extra development can do. Yeah. 
I mean, that's what I was saying earlier. I mean, you touched on it on the intro there, is that, you know, it's from such a... Assassin's Creed, another one. It, 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 they took the time out. They took it away. We're not going to do one this year. They went down the Watch Dogs 2 route and took two years to develop it. Now, I wouldn't say that ever launched in a bad state, but it delivered a better game. Yeah. It delivered a better experience. And WWE is, is you know, the epitome of that, of what they did, and, and, and so many more developers that, I, for me personally, as a gamer, I would rather them take that, you know, extra time, get the game right, and make it absolutely flawless, or as flawless as they can, for launch. Yeah. Because I mean, you're paying the massive I... amount of money now. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very much on that side of the things. Like, yes, when Halo Infinite was delayed by a year, I was gutted. Likewise, yeah. Two Point Campus, you know, okay, it's only two and a half months, but it's still, you know, we were only four yeah. weeks away from it. The same with and a lot we of these games. Away. Yeah, you know, we, we were, we've we got videos coming them. up that will obviously launch a little bit later now. We've gone in-depth with Two Point Campus, and these games... And this obviously these videos and stuff that will come to our website and YouTube channel will obviously come a little bit later now. But we've really done our homework on this game. And yeah. But I, I'm always on the side of I'm all right with it. You know, yes, I'm a bit disappointed, but if it means the final game that I'm either gonna get on Game Pass or pay sixty pound for is gonna be a better game. I'm all yeah. for it. You know, push it back, whether it's two weeks, two months, maybe not two years, but, you know, I'm I'm okay with a wait as long as the final product delivers and not enough studios are doing that nowadays. They're pushing the games and I think it all it all. But don't you think doing... that's the worst thing is when it's pushed? Yeah. And it's still not right. When it does launch, it's like, well, hang on a minute. You made us wait another year here and yeah. it still weren't right. Like, what is going on in that studio? Yeah, there's been so, delays like that as well. And I think, I mean, one that Halo Infinite launched in a good state. Visually, it's very, very good. Yes. The multiplayer is very, very yeah. good. Um, the, the campaign was different. I'm not going to say it was my favorite, but it was it was good. Um, in terms of bugs on that, it wasn't massively overwhelming. You know, it's 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 been delivered very well. However... The, the thing that 343 seem to have done is release the game now in all its glory. And on the flip side of that, they're now, what are we, four, five, six months post-launch. And, and the players are starting to get a bit more now, like, we haven't had any new content in six months. No yeah. new maps. What's next? Yeah, you know, okay, you've took all your time to develop this game, but what now? You can't keep players coming back and back and back for months and months and months with absolutely no new content. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big thing, and I think... I think... I, I do understand that technology is moving so fast these days. You know, the new graphics cards, the new engines, the new coding. It, it goes so fast. And you can understand that there's going to be some developers there that think, we can't keep up with this. We, yeah. we haven't got the, the money, the sustainability the outreach, the staff, anything, you know, to keep up with this. But, you know, you get other developers that do it so well. You yeah. know, they still deliver that game. They, they still find a new way around it or a new way of using the, the, the new engines and the new graphics. But, 
but putting a twist on it and things like that. But, you know, when, I mean, it goes to show how bad it is, is that when, you know, pretty much Xbox console, uh, PlayStation and PC all offered refunds on Cyberpunk. Yeah. They, they said to everybody, you can have your money back. I mean, how bad has it got to be for companies like that who, who are selling millions to say you can have it back? Yeah, I mean, obviously PlayStation pulled it. PlayStation pulled the yeah, game off the store until the recently. Store. And, yeah. you know, it, it was very, very quickly announced that it, apparently developers and that from inside the studio knew that Cyberpunk wasn't going to run on previous generation consoles. So why would you even release it on yeah. previous generation? Again, I, I think I think it's a very silly thing to not make a game for previous generation because bear in mind that it, it was still, you know, it, it, it were in its adolescent years was the, were the, the Series X and the Series yeah. S. So it wasn't like it were a big gap that those had been forgot about. So I think to negate that market, would be a big mistake anyway. But if you knew that, that that crossover had just not worked, you've used all the new kit to develop this game whilst trying to make it work for the old kit and it didn't. I, yeah. Just don't don't release it in, in that sort of mess. Just say, look, we, we've messed up here. It ain't going to work on older generations, so unfortunately it, it's a new generation yeah. game. And that would have been so... People would have respected them more, at least. I think that's the thing. CD Projekt Red were pushed into a corner because, obviously, Cyberpunk had been delayed probably two or three times already. So, yeah. already, we were two or three years behind the initial release dates, like, going back five or six years ago. So, already, they were under the pressure, but it obviously soon became a thing of the game was just too powerful for the generation it had originally been developed for. So, you know... You, you can sympathise with them in that sense. You know, they, they'd already delayed it three times and every single time they got uproar from the fans that were waiting for it and so on. And then obviously, if they would have said, actually now it is only going to be the next-gen consoles, there would have been a mass yeah. uproar. But that's that's a... I'm trying to think of the word but for, here. Like, but for a company as well that's such a good... yeah. You know, on the whole, a good game developer. Well, I mean, when they bring the you the games on... like The Witcher, yeah, like massive and delays like that, and the decision to sort of you know remove it from previous generations would damage your reputation short term. Whereas releasing a game yeah. in such a bad state has had financially and sort of as an overall reputation had massive negative effects on that that studio. Yeah. Yeah. And I just it think is, it's a shame to see. Yeah, and I think you know more studios need to learn of this. Obviously, something that's a studio that's not launching a bad game because I don't think they've ever launched a bad game, but a studio that are getting to a stage now where there's a lot of empty promises and a lot of waiting is Rockstar with the Grand Theft Auto series. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a, I think it's a bit of a catch twenty two. I mean, when they deliver a game, they deliver a game, don't they? Yeah, massively. Um, it might have minor bugs, but it, it's got everything. It is something like I mean, you touched on the Halo thing there. No new content. I mean, this is a studio that brings constant new content. It's free. Yeah. And 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 it and it is very well done. It, it it's amazing. Um, but that's I, I prefer that. I like the way, you know, because their game is still keeping loads, you know, millions 
of gamers still playing it. It is, but, but is where's it not, the line? Yeah, is it not getting to the point where Rockstar are doing it in a lazy way? Because this now, this the latest release yeah, of GTA V in the remastered for the Series X and so on, that's now the third generation that GTA V's been on. Yes. How many more times yeah. can you re-release the same game just with slightly tweaked graphics like that and get away with it when you've you've been promising Grand Theft Auto 6 for the last two years or so at least and still yeah, I'm nothing, say at least. nothing beyond an official sort of teaser of GTA 6 a couple of years back now. We've had nothing else and yet in that time they've remastered Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Um, they've remastered Grand Theft Auto V for the third time. You know, how yeah. many times can you milk and the same honesty, title? I played San Andreas remastered, and it wasn't all that remastered. Yeah. Obviously, it obviously was kind of just re-released. It, yeah, really. it launched in a really bad Closer way. To. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the graphics, I thought, I, obviously I didn't expect miracles, but I, I, I thought it was going to be better. Let's yeah. just put it that way. I thought it was going to be better. I thought it was going to play better, but it still felt like I'd gone back in time and played it on on the PlayStation and stuff back in the day. So I think that yeah. another thing that we're dangerously heading towards with Rockstar is the fact that obviously we've still got no release date or any sort of inclination of when no. GTA 6 will come. So we're and already cancelled this year. I doubt we're going to get it. Maybe not. Well, like you know, we're now a year and a half into the Series X generation, or like you know the next gen generation yeah. yeah generally these consoles have what maybe six years before the next one so mm. let's say rockstar come out and say right gta 6 is going to launch 2023 or 2024 whenever they do finally give us that date gta 6 is then going to launch on this generation when this generation's probably got two years left in it and then it'll get then we move, yeah the then next. we move across to the next generation and you know GTA 6 is remastered again and again. And it's it's just, I mean, it amazes me that they've never done that sort of thing with like the Rock, uh, Red Dead Redemption games in such an in-depth way. Like them games have never really held up as long as GTA. But, no, you know, it's... But again, they are beautifully developed games. They are, and yeah. And they, they deliver on so many levels, don't they? They do deliver on so many levels. You know, and the online and everything that they've added to it since, you know, the, the new heists, the casino, everything about it. And it's done beautifully. Yeah. But like you said, where's the, where's the line? How long has, has that got of a shelf life? Yeah. And I think for me now, GTA, well, I think for both of us, because neither of us really play it no more, do we? It's expired. No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's had line. its time now. We're really. ready to move on. So... Yeah, I think I think there's got to be, you know, there's that balance of like we've said that the the every two year thing seems to be working for so many developers. Just take that extra year, work on a game, but I think Rockstar take that to a whole new level and go, yeah, you know, all right, you've took ten years here, let's re reel it in a bit. You know, I mean, so sort of looking at you as well, Bethesda. Obviously, with Skyrim, you you're on pretty much the same page. Um, yeah, you know, you've been re-released now on three generations. We know that there's obviously the next Elder Scrolls due out at some point, but you know, there's got to come a line where it's like, surely people they they know that we can see 
that you're just releasing the same game over and over again. There's, you know, the, the playability is just not there three times in a row. Yeah. That, I think that's got to be the thing in it. I mean, the remastered, you know, I like it to a certain degree. I loved it when it was first happening. And you think, oh, yeah, you know, that game from my childhood, Final yeah. Fantasy VII being the biggest. You know, it's like, oh, my God, like, that game was my childhood. That was my sort of teenage years was Final Fantasy VII. And the news that that was getting remade in today's graphics, oh, God, it blew me away. And then watching the videos and the trailers and that, it were amazing. But now I'm kind of getting to a point where our gaming company's becoming a bit lazy and just thinking, well, let's just throw that back out. Let's, yeah, I think that's, that's that. an or absolute option. Or are they running out of ideas? Potentially. You know? I mean, you know, we've got enough games that we've seen over the last few years that have come from, like, you know, the Xbox original, um, you know, PlayStation 1 that have been remastered. Obviously, we've had games like Fable and Halo that have had their anniversary editions and so on. Mm, uh, which yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. If it's, you know, 15 years no. ago, that's fine because you yeah. are getting that nostalgia. You get, you know, we had Spyro over the last couple of years, Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah, some, yeah. Some fantastic games that we've both brought because of that reason. You know, I remember playing Spyro, the original Spyro, when I was probably five on my PlayStation 1. You know, so when I got the game for Christmas two, three years ago, whenever it was, that was a huge nostalgia kick. The music, the the running around, smashing pots for gems, everything about it was, you know, a massive nostalgia kick. And that's fine. It's just when it was a game that was launched four years ago, just with slightly enhanced graphics, yeah. it, we don't need that. Yeah. Is it? Do you think it's time to call for a Viva Pinata remake? I should leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about a remake, but I'd, I'd, if Rare are listening, I'd definitely take a new Viva Pinata. Yeah, it'd be great when it was nostalgia. We were talking the other day about me and you. Um, we used to download the massive walkthroughs and print them all off. <laughs> yeah, every yeah. colour variant of every Pinata. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember printing one of the uh, walkthroughs off. And uh, I said, like, Grandma, can I print off this walkthrough for one of my games? So she went, yeah, something like 140 pages later. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much completely drained the printer. Reeling, man. What's yeah. doing? <laughs> but, uh, Fantastic times, isn't it? Yeah. yeah but... it, so, it yeah, good. Rare listening, yeah, we'd take another one, wouldn't we? Yeah, Rare, definitely. Get on board but with I that think, sort of thing. I mean, one thing to touch upon on that is, that, you know, the game, did, you know, developers leaving time between games, it does build that excitement. It does, but yeah. Also, I think too many companies are getting into the let's release every year, let's release every year, let's get the money in, let's get the money yeah. in. Whereas you'd have far more success, and and I think it would allow a gap in the market for other developers to come in and take advantage of that year's break, and we yeah. maybe see, you know, AAA titles that we've not had before, and and get other developers in, and you know, because the market is getting so filled now with. You know, your Call of Duties, your Fifas, your Maddens, that your Assassin's Creed that's every year. But the kind of it feels a bit jam packed, I think, that to, you know, get get a new team of developers that have, have done a beautiful game that just can't get it out there. I I mean, yeah, because the thing is you've got enough studios out there that have got their there's not many studios that are a one hit wonder. Okay, there are obviously no. a few. You've got your 
you know, you got your Bungie with your Destiny and so on, but obviously their game longevity is massive anyway. But let's say, for example, Ubisoft. At one point, they were releasing things like Assassin's Creed almost yearly. But you've yeah. got that many titles that you could literally do. You could have almost like a rota. You know, Assassin's Creed one year, yeah, yeah. Watch Dogs the next year, then the next Rainbow Six the next year. Then we return back to Assassin's Creed. So, you know, yeah, give these studios the time. Two, three years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Call of Duty, although has been in a horrible state and then it sort of redeemed itself and, you know, it's up and down at the minute. But... Call of Duty did it well in the way that Activision run it, that the three different studios developed them over a three-year period. So, yeah, you know, Infinite Warfare would release a Modern Warfare. Then, uh, not Infinite Warfare, sorry, Infinity Ward would release a Modern Warfare. Then Sledgehammer would release one of theirs. Then Treyarch would release one of them. Whilst them two studios have been doing it, Infinity Ward have been working on their next one for the last three years. That's... The right way to do it and i think more studios yeah, need to definitely. do that and i mean that's the thing i mean i loved watchdogs too i didn't miss the i love the assassin's creed series as you know it's one of my favorites yeah. and i didn't think the games were getting too samey I, I know a lot i know that's not a popular opinion many did um but i wasn't bothered i i were like oh no i can't wait for the next one i, I love them but when they said you know we're taking the year off and we're releasing Watch Dogs 2. I was excited because I'm a Watch Dogs fan, so I were getting Watch Dogs 2. I didn't miss the Assassin's Creed. I got into other games, and then I was very excited the year later, you know, when they brought out the, the origin story of Assassin's Creed yeah. set in Egypt. It was fantastic. And yeah, as much as it didn't bother me if it had come out a year before, because I wasn't feeling the way many were, I think that two-year break did them absolutely wonders. It yeah. was an amazing game. And they, all the ones from there have been fantastic. So I think it goes to show that, you know, yes, it's all right to take two years and, and let other people enjoy other games, whether it's released from you or others, and yeah. just bring, bring yours when it's ready. Obviously, on the other side of that as well, we've obviously got the studios that have gone out, mm -hmm. like with um, No Man's Sky, for example, where... The game launched terribly, but the afterlife and the care that the studios yeah. have given have been massive. Obviously, it's almost like a resurrection, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, No Man's Sky launched obviously originally, whatever it's been now, four, five, six years ago. Now we got into it more recently in a state where it's obviously yeah. still not perfect, but it's a very good game. Um. I remember playing it when it very, very first came to Xbox Game Pass like two years ago, and it was, I thought, I don't get it. I didn't really like it. It wasn't playing very well. And that shows just in these two years since it first launched on Game Pass that when we've picked it up again this year, it, you know... Phenomenal game. Yeah. From what it launched it. to, I one of my best mates, he said he played it when it initially launched on PlayStation like five, six years ago. And he said... There was just nothing to do. He said, you literally flew a lap, flew around, landed on a planet and walked around. He said, there was no point to the game. It launched yeah, in a really bad it, state. Yeah. And he, even he said it recently, he played it again. And he can't believe the amount of in-depth stuff there is on it now compared to when he picked it up four or five years ago. Well, that's it. I mean, that baffles me because I don't know how, but No Man's Sky just completely passed me by. I didn't, I can't say I'd really heard of it or, or anything. It, I've yeah. never interacted with it. 
but if somebody like you're telling me that now and I just think, well, I played it what three months ago? Yeah. Four maybe six months ago I got into it and I, I spent quite a lot of time on it. And it it blew my mind just how good that game was. Yeah. You know, the missions and it, it, I don't think it was samey. You know, and I mean the hours that you could spend trying to look for a nice planet to live on, I mean we have mentioned a couple of times in this episode, we're both in a simulation. Yeah. So one of the biggest pull points of No Man's Sky was the building of our bases and yeah. finding a nice planet. And I I loved it. It was mind-blowing. So I think it's nice from that point that a, a studio didn't give up on it Yeah, and carried the work. And the fact that that studio have gone on to win multiple awards for that game pre-release for the attention and the care and the, the quality of game they've delivered it's that's like a complete sort of golden story in terms of this topic as a whole how to redeem yourself basically in a in a very very yeah. good way yeah massively good way and they have released quietly at the end of last year that they are looking at now developing uh, a sequel yeah which they're saying, so, which blow, blows my mind, they're saying that the new game is going to be bigger than No Man's Sky, yeah. a game that yeah, has, I, mean, I can't fathom well, how big said, that game we, what, is. What, 12 gig? Yeah. A 12 gig install or something, innit? But yet there's a... You can't... You, you would never in a lifetime visit everywhere there is yeah. to visit. There's it, something it's like... I read, where, so I read somewhere that it would take something like 500 million hours to visit every single planet on the game or something, like, all in a 12-gig yeah. game. It's yeah. crazy. It's insane. I mean, the, the only... I, I mean, the way they do it is, is is a little bit of cloud delivering and that, isn't it? But, yeah. And the one thing that did kind of... We noticed, didn't we, when we were building our bases is that um, after a certain amount of time where we'd built two or three bases in two or three locations... The, the ground, we, it disappeared. So if I came to your base, it were all nice and flat for you and all you could see were the wood, but I could still see all the trees and, and the dirt coming through yeah. your floor. And the reason for that is that you only get a certain amount of building limit, and that's how they built the game, is that after a certain amount of time of like, I think it was something like 5,000 edits of the terrain, it stops. Yeah. So... That'd be something for me to improve. That yeah. would be something that I noticed later on in the game, and I think, well, it's it's not a major thing. It, it, there's ways around it and things like that, but that'd be an improvement for me, or even just the fact that you can refresh that 5,000 and say, well, I'll tell you what, put that lot back and I'll start again. Yeah. So, so something just, like um, that, but what a standard. Before we obviously wrap up today's episode, we're coming to an end shortly, but... One game I just want to discuss very, very quickly before we wrap up on the negative side is obviously, unfortunately, it was an Xbox uh, exclusive through Game Pass uh, Crossfire X, which launched uh, a few weeks ago now. Uh, it was actually a game that when the Series X and that launched and they first sort of put out the first range of Xbox Game Studios exclusives that I looked at and I thought that looks great. You know, the cinematics, the trailers, yeah. I've had... I've had two years of waiting for this game everything that was announced i was like well i'm looking forward to crossfire x it could be you know the next competitor against call of duty and battlefield and so on the day it launched i installed it got on it i think four games and i don't installed it it was awful like really really bad awful um which is a shame to see in it 
Yeah, especially as, when as it's an exclusive. Fans, like, you know, it's uh... yeah, and it's exclusive. It, it's this big relationships. We're going to release these AAA yeah. titles, and you know, it, it, it launched. It, it launched that. in a way where it, it almost felt like you were playing like a um, Counter Strike type of gameplay, but the hit markers were way off. The movement was like something from fifteen years ago. The whole game just felt bad, and like I say, I've got a reputation of. You know, very quickly putting games down and losing my temper with games very quickly. Like I've not got the patience for a bad game. Do you? Or... <laughs> <laughs> but this game was quite possibly the worst. And like I say, I, I think I played four games online. I thought I can't, I can't even give it the time to prove itself well, I didn't to even me. Install it because yeah. of your feedback yeah. and i were like you know me and you were in a very very similar games and and we often quite enjoy those games together yeah and that was one of them on it that we were gonna be like oh yeah let's give this a pass yeah. you know it's a new show we do this and do that and and from your feedback i was like well i i tell you what i ain't even gonna bother installing yeah. it so and I, again i think that's worth mentioning that it, that's the kind of effect it can have is is, is if it does launch that negatively and other people are telling people how negative it is they're not even going to bother trying no. it and that is going to single-handedly hurt the developers as yeah. it is yeah i think just in as general studios need to sort of just take the time now to sort of stop letting the gamers down because there's too many yeah. times now where you know we didn't seem to i know obviously the standards of games and the quality and everything 10 15 years ago wasn't as high as it is today but when these yeah. games launched on 360, you know, your Modern Warfare, your Halo 3, they didn't launch in a state like some of these do today. No. You know, I know I mean, the technology is the more advanced. There was no way of fixing it. No, not you know, in the very You know, once you released days, it on yeah. a disc, you couldn't call them all back. No. You know, there were no way, you know, and, and you weren't connected to the internet. So I think that's when, you know, people did take more time with it because there'd have been absolute uproar with everybody going back to the shop. Yeah. The, the um, online updates the are a get out clause. So much. Yeah. You know, we're paying upwards of £70 on some games now, and you get it, and you just think, yeah. this is and awful. I mean, if anybody goes out and buys a special edition, what game would it be? WWE had a £100 yeah. um, special edition version. You know, And when you when you are getting developers saying, look, why don't you take this? And, and, there's, and there's four different versions of the game, and you're sat there looking at it going, well, Compared to two years ago, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a bit worried about spending fifty for yeah. a core game. Never mind you. But we thing. we said that when we saw the initial price, it was, what was it, sixty five? I think it was. Yeah. And we all said we found it a bit cheap. Yeah. Didn't we? Like that's that's pricey for a game that you know that if it's anywhere near as bad as the last one, it's not worth half of that. So they had to be but... sure. Yeah. But we took the gamble, and we were happy with that. Yeah. And I think, again, comes back to the point of we're happy with game developers taking more time with developing games. Yeah. But maybe just don't take a leaf out of Rockstar's book. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think that sort of wraps up this topic and this very first episode of the podcast. Um, so I'm going to... Say goodbye now. Uh, thank you to those of you that have tuned in. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Obviously, this is like the pilot episode, so of course, be sure to give us feedback on our socials and so on. 
Um, thank you to Shane for joining us on this episode. Very welcome. And like, like Ash was saying, anything, just let us know in the comments and let us know your thoughts on game developers. Exactly. And also, obviously, going forward, not only are we going to do, you know, some live, some, you know, news, more featured stuff like that, as well as previews and reviews on our podcast, but we will have these topical podcasts. So if there's anything you'd like us to discuss, please hit us up on our socials in the comments and so on. Um, and finally, thank you to Overlord Industries for sponsoring today's podcast. Uh, thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, obviously, please be sure to follow us on all our media, on our social media channels. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at uh, press underscore start UK, um, which is our best place to see everything we do in terms of news, reviews, videos, everything else. Uh, on there as well, you will find links to our YouTube channel. And we have got our website, which will be launching very soon, press dash start dot uk uh so everything press start is starting to get going now isn't it we're about there yeah we're um, getting there and we're excited to take this beyond obviously something that is going to be an episode potentially filmed in the next couple of weeks whether it's during the visit or just before or just after we are off to insomnia gaming festival uh in when is it may the 16th or is it april no, it's this month, isn't it? It's April, next, it's a week, on, Saturday. It's a week yeah. on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. we will be doing an episode, whether it's before, during, or after the event, uh, with everything to do with that, as well as I'm going to be taking my GoPro. So we'll be doing a bit of a vlog, first ever vlog for us both. So we'll see how it goes. It should be fun. It, it should be fun. Yeah, that might be one word for it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but the thing is, we want to bring laughs, don't we? We want to have laughs. Exactly. And we want it's... everybody to get involved. We appreciate you all, and we want to get you involved and have, and have a giggle with you all because we're just like you, gamers. Exactly. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And we will see you on the next episode of the Press Start podcast. <laughs>